And Shailen Bowers. Yeah. Welcome, buddy. Thank you. You had a question about why it's called Poop Dollar. Yeah. Explain to you. It's a you did. practical joke. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds fucking horrible. Anything, anything related to shit. Did you hear that's what uh, Amber Heard did to Johnny Depp? Dropped a uh, <clears throat> grumpy onto the bed. It was a tough couple of days. I, I tried not to watch that. I really tried not to watch that because I think I don't know, man. I think the whole, the whole thing is just like I think they're both like really fucked up people. And uh, yeah, it's 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 hard, dude. People need to be able to speak out about what happened to them. Uh, of being able to sue anyone for anything, yeah, is just bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's just like that. That is like that's what we've devolved to is where like you can sue anyone for anything, which is just like yeah, but that's <sighs> that's not new. It's something that's been happening since McDonald's spilled the. Uh, <laughs> I know coffee, that wasn't right? even, and that was, and that was fucking, and like I think. I, it was a law class I think I had in college where they were like, the law professor was like, that was a legit lawsuit. Did you ever hear this? Like the PR team at McDonald's tried to like play that down. It, it like fried the skin on her fucking legs. Dude. Yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. really happened. Right. Like she was severely injured. It was way too fucking hot. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they have the PR team and the yeah. fucking lawyers and, you know, money always wins. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so ever since, so she's been this person, whoever, whoever filed that lawsuit. Yeah has been like dragged through the mud like oh it's a fucking like meaningless it's like no right, right. that that was legit yeah yeah i mean i asked you today if you wanted a coffee right hot coffee or cold coffee i said iced coffee yeah cuz i don't want you know <laughs> fucking i'm ready to sue you at any time i'll sue anybody i don't care see i i'm sitting here de- demonizing lawsuits but hey man i want to live in an i want to live in a nice house in the south bay which is where we are right now yeah buddy uh i would love to live in a nice house in the south bay and I feel like the only way that that's going to happen for me is if I sue somebody. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to, you know, get out there. And uh, what I really need to do is anger someone in a Tesla. Yeah. On and the road. Yeah. I need to get them. I need to get them so angry. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I have no plan, but I need to get them so fucking angry that they want to like ram me with their car. Right. Can you imagine getting someone that mad? That they're willing to like ram you with their hundred thousand dollar car. I think uh, if you're just uh, a rapper that dates like those hood rats, those type of girls <laughs> tend to do that sort of stuff. <laughs> hood rats. Yeah. Oh God. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. I haven't seen you in since before the pandemic. Yeah, it's been years. Yeah. Uh, probably uh, after your marriage. Oh uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> My five and a half month long marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Where did you meet her? Uh we met uh we met on set. We met uh we met working oh, on, that's on a right. short film, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 See? So <laughs> promised me he if, promised if, me working. No, I if, don't if, care. If, we'll if Johnny about Johnny that would have warned you earlier, hey, don't date uh, actresses. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm lonely, so I'll date anybody. Yeah. No, no I hear you. All At least we know, you know, with listening. the female comedians that, you know, we, we know they're crazy already, you know, but <clears throat> I think actors, everybody, you yeah. know, tend to like, you know, hide it. Yeah. We're yeah. all kind of crazy in our own, we're, we're all kind of crazy in our own way. I guess, I guess like, I guess what's different is that we, as comics, we kind of just wear it on our sleeve a little bit. Yeah. 
you know, right. we get on stage and we're like, yes. hey, I'm fucking crazy. Yes. Hey, you know, like uh-huh. take me, take me as I am. Right. But they don't pay attention. People don't pay attention to that. Like they don't pay attention to uh, what you're saying on stage generally. They're just like, oh, you have enough confidence to be on stage. That's attractive. You're like, did you not just hear all of the like 15 minutes of just <laughs> crazy shit that came out of my mouth? <laughs> yeah. they were, did you not pay any attention to any of that stuff? Yeah. I used to say that and I, and I, and I hit the mic. Um, I used to, I said, I used to think like, man, if, if someone listens to me do my set and then they want to date me, that's not going to go anywhere. That's not a great idea. <laughs> like really legitimately, it's just not a good, it's like, it's not going to go anywhere. Good. Well, like you said, I mean, you know, you, you know, comedians, we, sp- you know, put it all out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we speak our truth and yeah, if that's somebody, you know, someone sees that and wants to date you afterwards, do you blame them for that? I think we're connecting on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. I think we're connecting on the wrong things. I don't think we're connecting on what we should be. I've realized, I mean, I've, I've just had kind of this epiphany about this cause I just spent, we talked about this. I just spent almost five weeks in Italy. Mm-hmm. Just got back last week. Buongiorno. And, buongiorno. Oh, how Grazie. do you say, what's more uh, like a mm. good evening? What would they say? Because buongiorno uh, is good bu- morning, right? Buonasera. 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 Yeah. Oh, um, but there's, it's, it's weird. Like you say, you, you know, you say things that are, when you say like a buonasera or um, buonanotte, it's like the idea is I'm going to go home now and I'm going to go to sleep. Oh, right. Okay. So you say to somebody like, good night. Oh. It's like, there's, there's a, there's a connotation with that so what i would usually say is uh is like um uh bonjournata which is like have a good rest of the day oh okay so we're both continue we're continuing with our day yeah our day is not over so bonjournata like like we're continuing with our day um and and one thing that i that i learned it's hard to learn another language when you're older but i've been learning italian for many years and but when you say uh so we're used to like chow, like chow is like a thing, but chow is very, it's super informal, right? It's like, it's like, yo, yeah. like what's up? Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't walk into a, even here in the States, I wouldn't walk into a restaurant and, or a, or a cafe and be like, yo, to the proprietor, right? Yeah. yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. You'd say hello. Right. And so hello is a like, salve. Yeah. Salve. Like, hello. Oh. You know, it's like more. I don't know you. Right. We've never met before. Right. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. As That's, opposed to like, like if I saw you. Yeah. Like ciao, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we have a relationship. Right. Right. Oh, you know? okay. I see. But it's very common for Americans, right. you know, the ciao, because right. that's the thing. And then you probably wouldn't say that to an older woman, right? Or an older gentleman. No, it'd be like, uh, you know, salve signore, and, you know, um, yeah. signora. Yeah. Yeah. But I did call a signore a signora by mistake uh, once, and you know nothing happened. Thank God. Oh yeah, he was old; he couldn't fight. Well, nowadays, you know, it's uh, it's appropriate. You know, yeah. LGBTQ. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it, are yeah. they going by the? I think that I mean, it was very cool being there and seeing how uh, lots of people just very, very supportive of the things that you know, kind of the way that we're changing as a as a culture here in the United States. A lot of lot of support for that, um, which was which was nice to see. You know, you think I'll admit, I mean, to some degree, I I imagined that they would be a little bit. I mean, we certainly don't have our. You know, America can't really stand on a high horse right now about anything. But I but I imagine that like 
it would be a little, when it came to social issues, they'd be maybe a little bit behind in certain ways. And no, not at all. Not at all. I think, uh, you know, it is such a, you were just there as well. We were there at the same time, yeah, actually. That's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Did yeah. you do any stand up over there? No. No, I haven't done any, I haven't done any stand-up in, uh, no, you know what, I just, I did a little bit last week. I did some right when I got back, and I was super fucking jet-lagged, and there was no reason for me to be on stage <laughs> at all. I, I couldn't even think to get back, but on the way there, when I got there, uh, I really didn't, I didn't have a problem with jet-lag, but I mean, it's, you know, but, but it's, but it's mental. Yeah. Right. You get no, there you're and you're like, excited. you're excited. Yeah. You're going to see shit. You're going yeah. to do things. You're like, I don't, yeah, don't care. You're speaking Italian. Right. <laughs> Out there, you know, embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you jumped in Italian yet? Have I what? Have you jumped in Italian? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, I'll admit, I mean, I had some moments there. I was trying to speak Italian as much as possible. And there were moments where, Sometimes people just, they just don't, it, it like, look at it like this. Imagine, imagine somebody was trying to speak Spanish with you, right? Yeah. And their Spanish was like, okay. Yeah. But not great. Yeah. But it was kind of not good. Yeah. And you would probably say to them, like, hey, can we just, can we just speak in English? Because <laughs> my English, you'd probably say to this person, I imagine. Yeah. You know, my English is better than your Spanish. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. easier if we're going to have, a, if we're, if we're going to talk about something. Yeah. Yeah it's probably better that we just speak in English. Yeah. Right. So I had that experience many times where I would be speaking in Italian and yeah. they're just like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to like fuck around like with, yeah. you know, your Italian, like, let's just, what, what is it that you need? Right. I mean, especially in like the service industry. Yeah. Cause there's no time like, and, and right. that's on me. Like yeah. there's no fucking time. Right. <laughs> they're like, they're like, listen, I, yeah. There, there's seven people behind you. Right, like, what right. the fuck do you need? Yeah, yeah. Like, tell me what you need yeah, and, yeah. like, then go away. Right. Right. As opposed to, like, I'm, and I'm, like, you know, kind of slowly yeah. just, you know, going through. Right. No. <laughs> They're, like, especially in the North, like, in Florence, they were, like. They weren't they having were like, it? No. Don't give but, a shit. But here, that I think, well, besides them having to get back to their four other tables that they're waiting on. Right. Uh, you <clears> know, <throat> I think that uh, they want to practice their English. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some of that too. I mean, yeah. it's hard it's hard not to uh, take it personally yeah. when you say something because because this would have when when I when I ask a question or I say something in Italian and then they they respond in English, it, it's kind of like Ugh, it kind of yeah. hurts. Yeah, yeah, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, then again, uh, it was my own fault for wearing a fucking baseball cap. You know what I mean? That's what I get. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, clearly you're American. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's. It's interesting in the dress too, right? Because I'm, you know, my parents are both from California. I'm yeah. from California. I lived here my whole life. Yeah. We, we don't realize, you know, as have you, yeah. like we don't realize that the way that we are and the way that we dress as like native Californians yeah. is much more casual than the, than even the fucking East coast. Yeah. I met a girl from New York and she was like, she was like, she moved from New York to California and she's like. In, in back east, if you know, she was talking about going on dates. She's like, if I go on a date, generally go on a date with a guy, like they're gonna wear a collared shirt. Like they're gonna they're gonna put a little bit of effort into their appearance. Right. She said when I was dating guys here, it was just like they're just rolling into the bar in their fucking sandals, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, that's California. Yeah, right. They got some seaweed in their hair. Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Riding yeah. some waves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
um, got the board in their truck. It's just like, yeah, but, but we don't realize that. And I remember getting told before I left shortly before I left, uh, there was a, there was a woman who told me Italian woman that lives here and she's like, we were, she was giving me advice and talking to me about everything. And she's like, she's like, dress like a man, not a boy. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what do you sound like, you know? like don't like wear wear like put a little bit of effort into your appearance yeah don't just throw a t-shirt on and you yeah know, call it good uh-huh. and funny enough like the only time i got any attention from women was i think the last day that i was there and i had i had a i brought a i brought one collared shirt <laughs> and i put the collared shirt on uh and i didn't wear a hat yeah and that was the only that was the only time wow yeah wow so it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a fucking thing. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. They want a guy who's like, yeah. And give, you, give a shit. Yeah. And you were like, F it. I'm not going to conform to this. I'm just going to continue being me. So you wore your ball cap all the time. Sure. And just, See, and I made a compromise on the ball cap too, because I didn't, I, I didn't wear my, the, the cap I wore didn't say anything on it. Oh, okay. It was just a plain cap. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. that was a compromise for me. You know me, dude. Yeah. My caps like say shit. Yeah. You know, like the one I'm wearing right now. That has my fucking initials on it. Uh, not, I didn't make this hat. So, I didn't make, I didn't make the hat. This is a Nike skateboarding hat. And my initials happen to be Shaylin right. Bowers. So, you know. So you're saying if I wear a sombrero, but it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't have any logo to it, then it's okay. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. You can get away with that. That's all right. That's fine. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to yeah to find out that you were you were over there at the at the, at the same time. And, yeah, you know, having the, your first time in Italy. Yeah, 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 it was wild. Yeah, my second time in Europe. Same second time in Europe, yeah. first time in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real interesting, uh, uh, beautiful, like beautiful place, beautiful place. I actually, um, I hiked the path. So the path of the gods, which is this amazing hike that you take from, I'm not wealthy by the way. Anyone who's like, not what this is. I did this trip super on a budget. I've been saving for it for years. Uh, didn't go anywhere. Like this is not a just, Oh, go fuck off in Italy for a month. Like, no, this was, this took a lot of planning, yeah. a lot of saving. I've been learning the language, you know, yeah. like it, it, it meant something to me, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. it was important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there were times, excuse me, there were times I got a little bit judgy because there are areas that you go to like Amalfi, like you know, the Amalfi coast, for instance, and you know, Positano, which is like the Positano is like the main, like the main town in the, uh, in the Amalfi coast. Tons of Americans, tons of people like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to go do that thing. But just, you know, like snooty, yeah. you know, well to do. And I found myself being, uh, and it, it's not, it's not fair. Right. Like I found myself in the moment being like, I was so annoyed by other Americans. I'm just like fucking Americans, you know, yeah. sitting here, like me being an American myself right? Uh, and just being super judgmental about these other Americans that are there just getting drunk. And it's just like, well, I mean, my experience, like I'm, I'm here because I'm here to basically like, you know, see the sites and go to museums and practice the language and do all this stuff. And it's yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing that. Like, I'm, I'm like, look how much, uh, better I am. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're just sitting at a bar on the beach getting fucked up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I've been that guy. <laughs> yeah. We've all been that. We've right. all been that person. Right. 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 So it's yeah. like, who the fuck, like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like, this is my experience. Right. That's your experience. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, if I had the money, I would charter a boat and right. fucking do all the shit that you're doing too. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's like, that's cool. Right, right. You got the money to do that stuff? Fucking yeah. Fantastic. Especially after it. the pandemic, you know, it just totally, you know, I mean, hey, we get to travel again. You know, that's yeah. a blessing. Totally. You know what I mean? It's totally. like, when, you know, for a time, you know, we were like, are we ever going to be able to travel again? Like it was crazy. Yeah. No, I, I get that, you know, and, and one of my friends, like, thankfully she checked me and she's like, don't like people, you know, yeah. people want to, people want to go on a vacation and cut loose, yeah, you know, yeah. not everyone is going, not everyone is going to museums and like, and like putting their hands behind their back and, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. not everyone's doing that. Right, That's right. not everyone's experience. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was great. It was great. And then, um. We were kind of talking earlier. I mean, uh, so how's your like? You've been doing lots. You've been doing lots of stand up. You've been, you know. No, no. no. Uh, you know, the pandemic really, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it's, it, you know, I guess you got to just deal with what we have before us, you know. But you mm. know, we we got into comedy, you know, f- and we had this certain idea of what it was going to be like and right. why we gotten into it you know, and stuff like that. And telling jokes uh, with people with masks on wasn't my, that's not what I signed up for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, and not only that, it's like we were the redheaded stepchild of, you know, society. Everything opened up before comedy clubs. Yeah. I mean, strip clubs opened up before shows. <laughs> I know, clubs. right? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was like, yeah. uh, you know, like, okay, now it's like so-and-so could open. Your laundry mats and this and that. Yeah. And the very last things to open were comedy clubs. And yeah. then you couldn't go in there without showing your vaccination <laughs> card. So it's just like the, the, the amount of respect that was shown to us and our craft and what we do, man. It was just kind of like a spit in the face, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just not only did we not you know get to do what we love doing but it's changed you know forever you know and mm-hmm. then now you know with the uh you know uh chris rock thing and the uh you know dave Chappelle thing it's just we're being constantly disrespected dude and it's just yeah. like nobody feels sorry for us if we speak up dude you know what i mean nobody's on our side it's yeah again like I said, it's the red. We're the redheaded stepchilds, dude. No one cares. You have to try to fi- like. It's your responsibility to try to as it, as an audience member or a consumer, whatever you want to call it, as somebody who's as somebody who's who's consuming comedy in whatever way you are. It's it's on you to uh, determine whether or not the person who is saying what they're saying is. Um, is being, I don't know the best way to put this, is uh, if this is a true reflection of, of, of who they are. Now, I, I'm going to kind of contradict myself a little bit in saying that we, unfortunately, we, we live in a time now where people are taking jokes and they're taking them and, and using them as a motivation to do really ugly things and say really ugly things. And I think that it's worse now. I mean, I'm only 40, right? I can't speak about what was happening in the 70s and 80s and, you know. But I, but I think that there's, there's responsibility on both sides. I think the responsibility of the consumer is to go like, okay, is this a person that really means what they're saying? Is this, is this a reflection of who they are as a human being? Or is this a joke? 
that's that's and even for me when I that's my responsibility. It's on the it's on the performer's responsibility to do the best they can to to make sure that what they're saying cannot be used in a way to that other people are going to get hurt. Yeah. It's hard, you know? It's hard. Like this is a fucking it's a tightrope walk, man. It really is. It's a tightrope walk. Um, but for me, like I'll, I'll, I'll use an example. Like I, man, I used to love Russell Brand. I loved Russell Brand, dude. I was me a too. huge, huge fan of Russell Brand for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's become this fucking wacko conspiracy theorist, fucking nutcase who, who, who titles his, his videos, these things that are just very inflammatory. And so, and he's a very smart man. Yeah. He knows that what he, whether or not what he's saying is true is irrelevant. People are going to take what he's saying as the truth. And they're going to use it to act out and do and do certain things. And he knows that. So be responsible enough. You're a smart guy. Be responsible. Understand that what you're saying, like putting out videos, you know, like I'm not going to like say, you know, that the whatever, this person was right about this thing, you know, which is debatable. But but regardless, you know that there are people that are reading the title of your video, watching your video, not even watching the whole thing. Because like, that's the thing too. People will click on a video, a YouTube video, and not watch the entire thing. They'll watch a little bit of it, right? Right. So even if you, even if you, you, you paint a clear picture in your 15-minute long video of what you're trying to say, choosing their words wisely. And that's all it is. Yeah. You know, and feel free to disagree with me, but that's all it is. It's yeah. that simple. Choose your words wisely. Yeah, yeah. And these are, these are very smart, articulate people. Yeah. They can do that. It's yeah. not that fucking hard. Yeah. Why are you, why are you not choosing your words carefully? So and you're you can not still a fan your, of his, uh, his show then? God, no. <laughs> no. But you were a fan of his uh, stand-up. I was a fan of his stand-up. I was a fan of his movies. I was a fan of him in general. You know, he, he is a very articulate, he remains a very articulate, yeah. intelligent person. Yeah. He remains that. Yeah. I think he's become wildly in, irresponsible yeah. uh, with, with what he's doing and what he's saying. Wildly irresponsible. Um, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. You know, he can do whatever he wants. I right. mean, like who the fuck am I? Like, right, you right. know, like he's Russell Brand. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that we, we, we have, we have a responsibility to one another. You know, we do. We just, we, we do. We have a responsibility to one another. And I think that like comedy is part of that. You know, I, I think that we're, we're, we're shining light on things that maybe people don't talk about all the time and maybe people feel uncomfortable with, right? Like we come out here, I mean, perfect example, like we come out here and you're like, Hey man, like how's it, how's it been going since your divorce? Right. It's like fucking who cares? Right. Right. We can talk about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Right. Whereas like, but there are people who would be like, Oh, well, you know, like that's a, you know, we can't, we can't do that. Like who cares, man? Right. We have to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. In a responsible fashion. Right. Yeah. You know, I agree. You know, so that's, that's all it is. Is there anyone that you see that's, that is doing that? Um, you know, I don't want this to be like a, you know, like, like Republican Democrat kind of a thing, but I think that, um, I'm, I'm a huge Stephen Colbert fan. I think Stephen Colbert is very, he's, he's very sober. He's very responsible. Yeah. Um, he is able to, to talk about things that are uncomfortable and 
make it through in with with his you know with his dignity and with his integrity. Yeah. Um, and I really respect him for that. He's yeah. he's one of the few people that I watched that, that is able that is able to do that. He doesn't. He rarely points fingers at people uh-huh. and goes like, "You, you're bad. You're bad. You're wrong." Yeah. He talks about the thing, whatever the thing is, um, and that's and that's what we should be doing. We should be talking about the thing because that's the only way that we're gonna we're gonna be able to to do that. It's important that that we have people that can articulate their feelings without being super emotional and super reactionary. Yeah, especially people that are in public. That's that's just like it's kind of that stiff upper lip a little bit, but you know, deliver the message. You can deliver the message. You can say how you feel, but you can say how you feel in a responsible way. Yeah, in a way that's not a fucking dog whistle or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's what I think. Even though you didn't ask me, I'm gonna tell you what I think. <laughs> that's why you're here, buddy. That's why I'm here. Speak your truth. Yeah, I, I haven't seen you since probably uh, six months before the pandemic. I mean, have sure. you gotten it? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I got it once. Before or after the vaccine? After. Uh, after the vaccine, before the booster. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got the booster. Were you happy that you got the booster? Yeah. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big, sub- I have two things that really fucking annoy me about the whole situation that are, that are, that are coming up a lot recently is that we were already trashing this fucking planet, right? There was already way too much trash. And, and there's always a point where shit becomes a capitalistic, uh, uh, venture, right? There's a point where it's like legitimate. And then there's a point where like capitalism comes in and takes control. And so you have all of these, when, when you go and you know, cause you're an actor too, like you work on productions and they're like, you come and you have your mask and then they make you switch your mask out yeah. for a different mask. So hundreds of masks every day in the fucking trash. I don't wear that, wear it. I'm going to wear it. And I've been very supportive of that. From the beginning. What I don't like is creating all of this trash. That is a, a, a big thing for me. You know, I, I we're already we're already fucking destroying the planet. Yeah. I'm not buying 25. I have the one that I'm wearing. Right. There's never been a point where I've gotten on a train or a bus or gone into a classroom or gone into anywhere where there are lots of people and not worn a mask. It's not about it's not about me. Yeah. You know, and I think we'd be a lot better off as human beings if we could like repeat that to ourselves every fucking day. Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith incident? I think it was a, I mean, you're going to get a bunch of angry comments. I think it was a PR stunt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I think the next day Chris Rock was like promoting his, his, uh, his, his special. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. And I think, and if it wasn't a PR stunt, uh, I mean, that's my initial thought. If it wasn't a PR stunt, I think that Will Smith is a deeply troubled individual. Yeah. Um, who I, um, I think somebody, you know, somebody talked about this right when it happened, the day it happened was like, it feels like they are in a, the two of them. And, you know, again, I'm not pointing a finger at one person or the other. It feels like they're in a very dysfunctional relationship. Yeah. Um, However, it's dysfunctional. I mean, who's you know who's to say? I don't have any idea. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I'm not friends with these people. But it feels like it feels like they they're in a dysfunctional relationship. And and I and I think when you're in a you know as somebody who you know as you so generously pointed out at the beginning of this fucking podcast about my oh. divorce, <laughs> uh, as somebody who was in a as somebody who was in a dysfunctional relationship, I think that like 
sometimes like you can, you can just, uh, well, not just one, I've been in several <laughs> in my life, but you know, you can just kind of like, sometimes you just can, can kind of lash out. You know, there are things that you maybe want to say and, and you just feel for whatever reason you can't say them or whatever. And yeah. So, I mean, it makes me feel, made me feel very, uh, I just feel sorry for everyone. You know, I feel sorry for Chris Rock. I feel sorry for, for him and, you know, for, for Jada and like their whole, you know, their whole relationship and everything like that. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, uh, and obviously making fun of, of people's medical conditions is a little, that's a, that's a little far, you know, I, uh, I had an experience, I think right before I left, I was doing a show and um, I have a, I have a condition. I have a, an autoimmune thing called a Renault's phenomenon, which is a, it's a circulation issue in my hands and feet. Uh, my, uh, I posted a picture on my, on my Instagram a couple of days ago. I was in Costco and like my, my fingers will just turn like white and wow. I can't grip and it just, you know, if they get cold. Yeah. Right? I was doing a show and it was really cold in the room. And so I have these, uh, they're convertible mittens, right? So they're, 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 they look like fingerless gloves, but then you can, you know, you've seen those before, right? And then I you think can kind of so. like unbutton this and then yeah. pull it over the top and then yeah. they become mittens, right? Yeah. So I was, I was wearing those and then, and then, uh, Ben Gonzalez was like, was like, oh, look at this. I was hosting the show and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, fucking Shailen up here wearing his, wearing, you know, his fingerless gloves. I was like, and I came back up and I'm like, hey man, two things. First, first of all, they're fucking convertible mittens. <sighs> they're not fingerless gloves. And the second thing is I have a, I have a medical condition. So you're, you know, yeah. you're an asshole yeah. making fun of someone's medical condition. Do you slap them? <laughs> yeah. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> no. I think you should. I think that's the proper proper response <laughs> what about Chappelle that incident if anyone knew who the fuck I was this would I'd be I'd be I'd be tiptoeing very lightly but luckily nobody knows who I am so <laughs> yeah. who cares yeah uh and it's I, only my mom listening so right yeah. yeah we're good we're fine yeah I I think uh this kind of ties back into what we were saying before I first of all I don't think that anyone should I mean I don't know a lot about I know he was he was what what did this was this guy trying to kill him? What was what was the circumstance? Well, it was a fake uh, plastic knife, so it wasn't a real knife. Oh, okay. So he went on stage with the fake plastic. Yeah. Knife. Okay, I didn't and read a lot about them. this and tackled yeah. him. Yeah. Well, I mean, still, I mean, that's pretty fucking dangerous, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's not a. It's just because it's a plastic knife doesn't mean the whole thing is like benign, right? right. You can just you know. Right. You're gonna take it as if it was a real knife. Sure. Yeah. As you should. Yeah. I think that there are people who are going to take what you're, unfortunately, again, this ties back into what we were saying before, who are going to take what you're saying. Um, it's either going to motivate them to, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's either or. There are people who are just going to be like, it's a fucking joke and, you know, it's it's a joke and let's move on with our lives. There are those people. But I think you have to play for your lowest common denominator. And in this case, I think you have people who are who are very emotional about some of the things that he's saying on stage. Yeah. Rightfully so. You know, um, I think that they're completely justified in being emotional. But what you do with that emotion, I mean, I think most people would would agree that that acting out emotionally is usually not a great idea. Right. Yeah. And but we do. We're human. Yeah. And when we get emotional about stuff like we, you know, that's just the way we're built. We, right. We we go in that direction. Yeah. Um, so I think people are very emotional about some of the things that he said and are reacting either, either in, in like a, you know, a, in, in an affirming way, affirming what he's saying, 
which is causing unfortunate things, which is, you know, not the right word, but, but is causing things to happen in the LGBTQ community yeah. that are, that are really shitty and sad. Um, and then you have people who are going to react against him and, and come back on him for the things yeah. that he's saying. Um, you, you got to remember, I mean, like there are people who just like, it's not a, like, it's not a fucking joke to them. And that's the question that we have. To, I think that's the question that we have to ask. And this is like, is, is what, is what you're saying causing real world harm? That's the biggest question. And if what you're saying is causing real world harm, then you got to really think about what you're saying. Is it worth it? You know, is it yeah. worth it? Um, and I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sick to death of the whole bad apples argument, right? I mean, there are too many examples of shit happening, really tragic shit happening that, I mean, I'm not coming with a solution. I don't know what the fucking solution is, right? Yeah. I don't know if like, what do we, you know, what do we, what do we do about this? Like, how do we, how do we change it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. All I know is that it's an important question to ask to go, all right, like, should I maybe dial, dial this back a little bit? Um, for you know the the safety and well being of of my of my fellow human human beings. Yeah, I think it's an I, and personally, yeah. There's yeah. plenty of shit you can talk about that aren't putting other people in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Be more creative. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like there's no there's no need to uh, like as George Carlin would say, you you punch up, yeah. you don't punch down. Yeah. So you want to go after people, you want to really go after people, go after people who are, go after the fucking, the people who are, who are causing real world harm, you know, the fucking, (laughs) well, (laughs) corporations are people, right? You know, like shit like that, Mm -hmm. you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what you should be going after. Go after those motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, like that you, you like you have, you have a voice you have an audience. You have all of these things. You have so much power at your disposal. Use it. Use it for good, man. Yeah. Steal from the rich and give to the poor, man. Robin Hood, this fucking yeah. shit. You know, that's what I. That's what I think. And and um, I'm no expert. You know, I'm just some forty year old fucking single dude with a cat. Yeah. So right. take it from the take it from a forty year old single guy with a cat. Hey, that's good enough for me, buddy. Yeah. Well, what do you What do you think? About uh, Chappelle. I'm sure you've talked about this, uh, you know, plenty of times, but, you know. You know, like I was telling you earlier, it's like uh, the climate we're in right now, it's like you have to watch what you say. And you say, well, you got to be responsible and what you say and Mm -hmm. take responsibility for for what you say. And, uh, you know, there's so many outlets where you could see this sort of thing, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. you were, you know, pissed off that you only got a certain amount of likes. Right, right. <laughs> Should be thousands at this yeah. point. So there's so many uh, places where somebody could listen to something and be offended. And uh, yeah, so there's like, you know, there's there's a lot more places to get your your voice out right now. So it could yeah. be overwhelming taking in all this information. I think us as humans right now, we're taking in 
too much information and we can't even deal with it. I agree uh, 100%. I mean, um, you know, I mean, you know that I'm a huge music guy, right? So yeah. I, I kind of look at a lot of this stuff through the through the lens of music. So one of my one of the bands that I grew up with uh, called called Glassjaw and um, this will kind of tie into the to the to the you know, comedy part of this, but their first album is very like the lyrics are pretty harsh, like pretty, you know, misogynistic. However, when you, when you know the story and you know what, you know, the lead singer, Daryl, what he was going through at the time. So he's got Crohn's disease. He was 18. He was like 17 years old when he wrote these lyrics, right? Had a girlfriend, um, got diagnosed with Crohn's was in the hospital, was just like at death's door, very, very sick, you know, down to 80 pounds, just, you know, throwing up and, you know, doing all kinds of, yeah. All, everything was coming out of his, his, he had to have part of his intestines removed. Oh. Like it was bad. Yeah. Had a girlfriend, girlfriend left him during this time. Cause he didn't want to deal with all the things he was going through. He wrote a lot of songs about that period of time in his life and what, how, how devastating that was for him to be in this situation that he was in with his health in jeopardy. And then he's got this woman that he's like relying on for emotional support and she leaves him. And it's just like, that's what art is for, right? He wrote songs. That's what he did. He was a 17-year-old kid, scared, angry, lonely, and he wrote he wrote music. Now, I mean, he's, you know, still around. He's like in his, you know, in his 40s now. If you're watching Daryl, I love you. You're amazing. Um, now, the things that he says which I'll, I'll go on the, I'll go on the record and say the things that he says are not cool things. He doesn't talk about like, you know, uh, uh, doing anything violent, but you know, he says a lot of things that are, that I don't agree with and are not cool. What's important is he was not talking about, uh, anybody, but this person. The lyrics that he wrote were about, it was the anger and the loneliness and the all of the shit that he was going through. It was directed at this person. That doesn't make it okay, but you have people that are coming in and, and coming in the door and going, well, he's talking about women. Like, No, he's not talking about women. He's talking about a person who did something really, you know, she has her reasons for doing what she did, but, but at that age, can, like, can you, can anyone empathize with that? What that must've been like for a 17, 18 year old kid who's at death's door, who was just going through all the things that he was going through. And in my, and in my opinion, he, he did the right thing, right? He sat, he sat down and he did this. Yeah. He didn't go hurt anybody. He didn't go doing it. He didn't, he didn't go commit any, you know, heinous acts. He sat at a table and he wrote and he wrote on notebook paper and he wrote down lyrics. I think that was the right decision under the circumstances with everything that he was dealing with. Yeah. Um, he didn't grab a gun. He didn't no. go to her work. No. He no. didn't beat her up. No. Yeah. He sat no. down with a pen and paper and he right. did this. Yeah. That's what art is supposed to be, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. As in, you know, if you go back to the, you know, we were just talking about Italy, you know, you go back and, you know, look at people like, you know, um, uh, Leonardo, you know, <laughs> Donatello, Raphael. <laughs> uh, but no, you go back and you look at, you know, like, uh, um, you know, uh, Dante Alighieri, I'm going to mess it up, like Dante's Inferno. But you go back and look at like Dante and you look at people like, you know, writing poetry, dealing with these things that they're dealing with. Same, same difference, you know, back at the, in those times, you know, 
I want to say this right, Alighieri, Alighieri, I don't know. I'm like, that's, but anyway, anyone knows, you know, Divine Comedy, Dante's Inferno, whatever. But now, but the responsible thing to do now, so, so that story, so the responsible thing to do now, and they've done it, Glassjaw, they don't play the stuff anymore. They don't play that shit because they understand this is where you get responsible with, with what you're saying. They understand, Daryl understands, the band understands that now, right now, the stuff that they said back then, I mean, well, a couple things. Number one, you're talking about a 43-year-old man compared to an 18-year-old yeah. kid. So your mindset is completely yeah. different, obviously. But also, they understand that like this is this is not shit that you need to be saying because people are going to take it in a way that it was not intended to be taken. And that's important. Yeah. Responsible. Yeah. Be responsible. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. Well said. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to, to uh, look at it, you know? Um, but we were saying earlier, we were talking about, um, we were talking about the, you know, in the beginning going to the, uh, I, I know you said you want to talk about this, going to the comedy store and, uh, you know, the, in the improv and just kind of going, cause people that are, that are watching this or listening to this, that aren't comics that know that you got you, a network, you got a network yeah, with anything, yeah, you know, anything in this industry, right? you got a network, go get in front of people, you know, shake hands, shake kiss hand, babies, kiss babies, you know, um, give reach arounds, all that's that just me, all the shit. Okay. Hey man, well, that's why you're, that's why you have the podcast. <laughs> that's that's right. why you have the podcast and I don't. <laughs> Because you're because you're taking it a step further. Yeah, yeah. I moisturize my. You're palms. going that extra mile. Yeah, I care. Yes, yes. I know you do. Yeah, no. I never liked that side of uh, stand-up comedy, you know, or acting, or you know, it's just like uh, like what I was saying earlier. I, I you know, I I got into stand-up comedy to go up and tell jokes, right? Be funny. Yeah. Not you know pretend like this guy is cool and I got to talk to him. To get a spot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, right? Because like you, it makes you like not want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's a necessary part of it. Yeah. But it's just like, I, it's like we were saying before we got on the podcast that like the, the only way that's going to change is if people stop doing it. Yeah. Right. And you're in your, your, your success is based upon how funny you are. I mean, I know it's a fucking, it's right. a pie in the sky fucking yeah. dream. Right. Uh -huh. Because we, we both know it, it's, it's not necessarily how funny you are. It's, you know, how good are you at networking? Right. And if, and, and the people that have, the people that are really good are, they're both. Yeah. They're great performers. They're mm -hmm. great writers and they're great at networking. Yeah. They're good at all of those things. Right. And so when they get the opportunity, you know, they network and they get their spots and stuff. And then when they get, they're ready and they yeah. do a really good job. Yeah. Um, so it's those, it's those people. And you can, I mean, if you're an amazing, and even, even so, like if you're an amazing networker and an okay comic, you're going to, you're going to do okay. Yeah. Like you're going to have a pretty good career. Yeah. Um, the point being like the networking is like, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the key to the door. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of it. Yeah. 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 Totally. You know? Right. And, and I said before, you know, somebody like yourself, I mean, I think you're, you're incredibly funny. Um, and 
you've, you know, you've had, uh, like all of us, you know, have had your ups and downs in your, in your career, but what you should, uh, you know, you should be in fucking Joe Rogan's spot. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I, that's what I think. Um, and you're also a very like insightful, sensitive guy, you know, unlike, unlike, well, anyway, (laughs) I'm not going to get into that. But I think that, um, but you know, you've, you've had a good, you've had a good career, um, but based on how talented you are, it should be, you know, miles beyond, you know? So, and that's not to disparage what you've done because you've done a lot. Thanks. But you know. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's just just the way it's just nature of the beats. Yeah. You know, and like, and, and going out there and spending time, it's just such a, man, it's, it's such a, it's such a rough environment to yeah. begin with. Yeah. You know, and it only gets harder as you get older. It does. It's like a young man's hustle. It is. Cause yeah. you could roll off that guy, you know, I, I guess bare, bare, like you were saying, you know, like I'm in, you know, I'm 40 now, you know, I, I, I can't pretend to, to, you know, make this guy seem interesting when I'm like talking to him. Right. No. Or like, you're just like, no. you're too old for that shit. Yeah. And I feel the same way. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, life is too short and, uh, all the rest of those cliches, but you know, the pandemic, you know, said, Hey, you know, this could be a lot shorter than you think. And do you really want to be wasting your time with, you know, people you don't really care about? Totally. You know, um, I think that it's, it, it allows you to feel it's it like, I can speak for myself here and say that like, out of all of the people, I, the, the dozens and dozens of comics that I, that I've, you know, known over the past 11 years that I've been doing this, um, and, 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 and really almost, almost everybody without exception, I've been like, oh, this, if you ask, if you would ask me, you know, five, six years ago, I'd be like, oh, that's a friend of mine. Right. Yeah. But you, but you stop, you stop going, you stop showing up at the, at the store, right. You stop showing up at the improv. And then how many of those people are still there? Right. Right. Yeah. How many are real friends, you know, right. like, like you and, you know, there's, there's a handful of people that I can, that I'm still in contact with out of the, you know, dozens and dozens of people that I, that I, that I thought were friends. Same thing with like drinking, right? right? You know, you get sober and then all of your friends that used to meet at the bar, then it's like, all right, well, yeah. what else do we have in common? Right. Other than this thing. Right. That we're showing up to the same place all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like you, you realize what that relationship is, is worth, frankly. And sometimes it's ugly. You, yeah. you know, you get to the end of it and you're like, oh man, that wasn't really uh, what I what I thought it was. Yeah, you know. Plus, yeah. you're dealing with people as you kind of said in the beginning. You're dealing with people who maybe are just like we're as comics. We're just you know we're wearing our we're wearing our crazy you yeah. know right right there. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. the old fucking uh, the old like the old like punk rock thing. You know, please kill me. <laughs> you know the T-shirt. Like, do you know about that? Like, no. there's a book called "Please Kill Me." Yeah, I forget the who the who the 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 singer was in the band, but he used to wear a used to wear a t-shirt on stage that said, had a target on it that said, please kill me. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's common to be, please kill. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, 
tell me, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to interview you for a second. Uh, what did you seeing Rome for the first time? What was that like for you? It was like I was in a movie, like yeah. I was on a set, you know, as an actor, right? Sure. We're on pretty extravagant sets, man. Yeah. You know, time pieces right. where they transformed the set to make it look like the 1920s. Yeah. You know, I was on a set like that. And the clothing, even down to the clothing, man. I mean, production, man, if they got deep pockets, man, they could really transform. Even oh, if, yeah. even yeah. if they don't have deep pockets, if they're very extremely creative and they have a you know, good group of people right. that's uh, involved in the project, they could transform uh, you know, that space, your hair, the makeup, everything to that, you know, and put you there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's like you were at a fucking mission impossible movie or some shit, right? It, it, it or was like, or like Jason Bourne or some shit. Yeah. 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 No, dude. It's like it, Venice too, man. Venice. Never was, been. I never, I didn't make it oh, over there. No. Yeah. I'm like, is this real? Like crazy. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for somebody that's, uh, has ADD, you know, places like Rome and Venice are like, awesome for us because anywhere you look because we're constantly distracted sure there's sure. something yeah. beautiful to see like in our Dude. just like in that corner what how did somebody get that sculpture exactly in the corner exactly and paint that little you know oh, nook, God, dude. you know what i mean you're like and you didn't get ridiculous. to the forum you didn't get to the roman forum man no that is just oh dude i i i i couldn't i i couldn't believe what i was seeing i mean i had the same experience you know you're walking around and you're like this is a real place. And especially for us, it's really interesting for people, for West Coasters, right? Because we have no, like our history here is like, we don't have any. I mean, we do, but we killed everybody. Yeah. Uh, 150 years old. You know, but we don't have, I mean, even even on the East Coast, you you have, I mean, well, I mean, and you know, you know, like being from Chicago, like your, um, I, I said you were from California, or I don't remember why, why I did that, but you know, you've been here long enough. You might as 22 well 22 years, 22 years. So, uh, and I've been here for, yeah, the same for 22 years. So mm -hmm. when, uh, from Northern California though, but like when, but even, even, you know, even back East, even on the, even on the East coast, you've got some history, right? Yeah. Like way more than we have here. Yeah. So for me going over there, I'm just like, Holy shit! You walk around the. It's like you're in a you're in a museum. Yeah, you're walking through them. You're like the museum. You're an outdoor museum. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like living in it. Right. It's so fucking weird. It is. You it, know, like this is like streets where people went walking. You know, before Christ. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's fucking crazy, man. Right. I, and it's weird now because like I have so many. The, what I, what I, the picture I had in my mind, did you have like a picture in your mind of what it was going to be like, right? Were you kind of thinking like, this is how it's going to be? Did you do that at all? Or were you just like, I'm going to let it just kind of wash over me when I get well, there? Well, I was just in Vegas like two weeks before. Oh, so you saw Paris, so you're Venetian. fine. Oh, you're at the Venetian, so <laughs> yeah. you, you knew what it was going to be like. Dude, I mean, and props to the people that constructed those places in Vegas, man, because they made it fucking you know pretty close you know yeah i mean it yeah, looks sure. like pretty you know because all i kept thinking is wow this kind of looks like vegas you know <laughs> you were thinking it looked like vegas 
Well, in a way, Jesus you know. Christ. So, I mean, you know, just being, you know, an actor and being on these sets, man, it's just, and like I said, it, you know, I've been to Vegas plenty of times. Yeah. And that's what I know of, you know, Venice is the Venetian. Paris is what I know of Paris. And I, and I haven't been to France, but I'm going to, it's, I can't, it's going to be hard to get that out of my mind. Oh, that kind of, that looks like Paris in Vegas. That's so, yeah, that's really fascinating yeah. that you feel like that there's, there's like a little bit that you got a little bit of that experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's haven't so, you ever strange. been on a period piece, uh, you know, acting where, you know, wow, they got you in these clothes and, or maybe it's oh, not a yeah, period, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah. like, wow, this is like super realistic. Yeah. I think and that it's there's a little a, trippy. Yeah. I, 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 I have, I mean, for me now I have this. It's it's strange, right? Because because I had a very I, I went to so many places. I went to like twenty two different different places. I went to, yeah, Rome, Siena, Pisa, Lucca, Florence, Naples, Ischia, fucking Salerno, uh, Amalfi, Ravello, Positano, Matera, Lecce, Bari, like so many Polignano Amare, uh, so many places. He's just reading and, off a menu, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, Italian exactly, calamari. <laughs> uh, no, but I, 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 and I had, I had a vision in my, I had a, I had a vision in my head of what, what it was going to look like and what it was going to be like, and it was nothing like I thought. It, nowhere there was not a single place I went that I was like, oh, this is how I thought it was going to be. Nowhere. But what's weird now is I have my actual experience in my imagined experience living in my head at the same time because I can't for you would think that I'd be able to let go of the of the the imaginary uh you know how I thought it was going to be and that would be replaced with how it actually was but it's not they're both kind of like in a in a in a little bit of a little bit of a fight yeah that's strange yeah there's still a part that I'm like I'm like oh it could it could be this way yeah but yeah I mean everyone you know it's like people tell you shit and uh um you know, like I was told when I went down to Naples, people were like, oh, they're not going to understand your, they speak Neapolitan. They're not going to understand regular Italian. I was like, oh, really? And they're like, you know, people in the North and like Florence and shit. They're like, they're not going to understand you down there. And I was like, I was like, I, that can't be true. Right. And I went down there and I was like a little bit and I'm like, ah, fuck, what am I going to do right there? If they, cause I've spent all this time like learning this language and like, no one's going to understand me. Bullshit. hundred percent bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and we stayed in, a, I stayed in a place called uh, Spanish quarter in Naples, right? So the people that know Naples were just like, oh dude, oh you're staying in the Spanish quarter. And watch out. Cuz Naples it has this reputation of being a really like like uh, a really dangerous city. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um especially in 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 Italy. Um by the way, fucking Rome is more dangerous than Naples is and so is so is uh, Milan. Milan's more dangerous too, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, Naples has this reputation. And part of the reason is because it's very authentic. There's not a lot of tourists, uh, not nearly as much as you're going to get in Rome or, yeah. or Milan or Venice. Um, and so people are like, when people are unfamiliar with shit, then they start going down the rabbit hole of like, oh, it's weird, it's dangerous, whatever. You know, it's like they're trying to, it's like we, we as human beings, we try to make sense of shit. Yeah. And so the way we make sense of shit is to be like, is to label it. Right. That's our that's our way. Yeah. If we label something, sure. then we feel like, oh, well, now I know about it. Right. Um, and that's kind of how it is, right? So I was told 
you know, yeah, they're not going to, A, they're not going to understand you and it's really dangerous and all this stuff. Dude, nothing that I was told was true. Yeah. Nothing. None of that happened. That's why you should take everything with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? You know, people say, you know, Mexico's dangerous and this and that and the cartels and this and that. It's like, you know, people want to, you know, hear what they want to hear. And, you know, sometimes people just talk out of their ass and, you know, they make it seem like it's real. Why don't you go and find out? And that's exactly what you did. And I love that. You know, I wasn't about to stay away from these places that um, it's just it's it's ironic uh, the, my favorite places that I went were the places that that Italians said to me. They're like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to you know Salerno," and uh, and they're like, oh, "I'll say it. I'll, I'll try to not be fancy. I'll just say it. I'm going to go to Salerno, right?" And so and so Italians are like, "Oh, I'm like, what do you think of Salerno?" They're like, "Eh, I don't really like it. It's you know, it's not that interesting and it's kind of weird and kind of dangerous, right?" Loved it. Love Salerno. Same thing for for uh, where I flew home from uh, um, Bari. Or a body, uh, but uh, Bari, same thing. Oh, what do you think of Bari? Eh, it's kind of you know, like it's yeah. you know this. Uh, fucking loved it. Yeah. Without fail, the places that people told me I was not going to like and that were going to be weird or dangerous or whatever, all the labels, all the shit that they said yeah. were my favorite places. You know. So, so what did that teach you? Like not to ask or still ask, but take what they say with a grain of salt. I think there's a lot of really good. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I would rather listen to Italians talk about their country than, you know, than Americans talk about what it's like to be in Italy. But I think it's all, I think it's all really good information. But I, what's really cool about them in general, uh, Italians in my, my, my experiences, is that they, they're not like us in terms of we're happy to, like, talk about shitty cities, right? Like, somebody would say, like, if somebody, even your hometown, even Chicago, right? If somebody's like, yeah, man, I'm thinking of going to Chicago, you you might, I'm not going to like put words in your mouth, but you might be like, yeah, Chicago's cool. It's fucking, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. You know, like, and you would, you would be able to talk about your experiences and, and like, we don't have that. We don't, we don't have that, that pride for, for our, for our country. We just like complaining. They would never do something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Take we it as you this will. Up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I want to hear more about your uh, trip to Italy, and uh, we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about it some more. Thanks Uh, for having me, man. Great to see you. I have some beer over here on the west side, man, right? We're going to go to uh, George Lopez's uh, penthouse. No, no. We're going to some bar that he owns, I suppose. Yeah. So, dude, I think you're super talented. Thanks, Uh, man. Feel safe about you. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, we produced a... Uh, a comedy show for uh, a short while on We've the West Side. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's been a pleasure, you know, doing stand up with you and you working too, with you. You're one of the just, best dudes I know. Thank like, you, man. Bar none. Likewise. Not just, not just a comic, just as a human being. You're an awesome guy. I and, appreciate uh, it, man. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're, you're you're ha- you're you're doing well. You're happy, and I'm just yeah. dude. It just makes me makes me smile, dude. And I'm just yeah. happy that you're that you're happy. Likewise, man. That's why you know I could bring up you know your divorce and and see how please you've bring grown, it up again. Grown out of it, you know <laughs> what I mean? And yeah. Like that, you're not gonna be defined by that. No. You know, I knew you before no. this, yeah. and I knew you after sure. it. You know what I mean? Sure. And we we constantly, you know, you're like the Italian wine, you know. 
getting better with age. Hey, man. These these experiences, man, they they make you who who you are. Yeah. It's the tough experiences that make you who you are. And Absolutely. Wouldn't have done any of the things that I've that I've done over this, you know, uh, over this past year without that. So, man, I, I guess like to end on on a positive note, the the most challenging things that we deal with, those are the things to be the most grateful for because that's that's what makes you. That's yeah. what makes you who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if people want to look you up and find you, where can they uh, find you? Yeah, uh, all my uh, social medias. Uh, it's it's uh, at Shabo S H A E B O W E, um, and uh, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, all of my things. Uh, usually, you know, at uh, at home with uh, with my cat. Uh, you can look What's at your the cat's window. Name? My cat's name is Pocket. Nice. Uh, he has an Instagram too. Um, his Instagram is uh, at Pocket Bowers. Um, and, uh, if you're going to follow, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to throw a follow out there, follow the cat, follow the cat, follow the cat. Don't follow me. Follow the cat. It's <laughs> way better. It's a way better follow. All right. Shannon Bowers. Thank you for coming Thanks, by man. buddy. It's always Bloody good buddy. to see you.